0: today on CityCast Denver. The website Inclusive Journeys was all the buzz last year when two women started making headlines with their idea for a modern green book, which was a travel guide for black folks in the mid 20th century to find safe vacation destinations across America.
1: Really, it started around the time that Black folks were starting to gain disposable income, buying cars, and being able to travel.
0: Parker McMullen Bushman and her business partner, Crystal Eggley, wanted to bring that idea into the 21st century. And that set them on a collision course with the majority white male tech industry, an industry where Black entrepreneurs only raise around 1% of all venture capital investment in the United States. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.
1: Is it a, do you have an Android or an iPhone? Android for life. Um, Do you happen to have a voice recording app installed on there? My recording? Oh, wait, yes. There is this thing that says voice recorder.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Parker McMullen Bushman, welcome to CityCast Denver.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: I know this has been a journey to get inclusive journeys off the ground. And you all got a lot of press last year when the project first launched. And it's an amazing idea to me. but. I also know that the tech world can be kind of this like white boys club. I mean, I think about the quote unquote Silicon Valley fairy tale where a guy in his garage gets discovered and he builds a tech empire or whatever. But as a woman of color, what has the reality been like for you starting this tech company?
1: Yeah, you know, I think our reality is probably different than, than a lot of folks, um, because of our identities, right? When we first started off, we were working really hard to kind of get this going, trying to figure out how we were going to do this website. Crystal, we don't have tech backgrounds, right? Um, so Crystal was like, I am going to try to learn how to code or (laughs) maybe go to a coding boot camp. And we realized that that was not going to work pretty quickly. And so we hooked up with a a web designer and a software engineer, really, and uh, started talking with them about our vision. But then we needed to get money for it. And as we looked, we like talked with venture capitalists and angel investors and uh, their wasn't the interest that we thought there would be. When we when we talk to people about the product that we're designing, people get so excited, right? All identities are like, wow, this is amazing. This is needed. But when we got into those meetings, it was really hard and people didn't quite understand, and you know our our pitches began to become impromptu uh, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion trainings um, with the people that we were talking with because they they didn't understand. The need for it. it. Those pitches were kind of difficult, and we had actually given up. We were like, well, maybe we need to take a step back, take a break. Um, then summer 2020 happened, and uh, George Floyd happened, and we we're like, we cannot wait on this. Like, this is so needed, right? We have to have these conversations. And so we started a GoFundMe. And that allowed us to get the first amount needed to get our our first <laughs> software engineer developing it. Crystal and I are back at it with trying to uh, raise funds for it. We've come back around to okay, now we've got to get <laughs> that that funding, and we're doing it a couple of different ways: one through crowd. F- source funding, you know, we have a GoFundMe, um, and then back at talking to and in, investors and and venture capitalists. So I don't know if it's a fairy tale, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're plugging away at it.
0: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best—it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So a big part of how this website works is you're asking people to sign up for the guide. And when they do, you ask them to share demographic information about themselves. Can you tell me more about what data you're collecting and how it's being used to help people identify safe, inclusive spaces around the country?
1: Yeah, we're so excited about this. And the data for us has been you know, something that we've been really conscious of and trying to collect in a very uh, safe way. But the data is what gives us power, right? And so when someone signs up, uh, we ask for certain identity information. So, you know, we'll ask people, uh, what is your ethnicity or race? What is your Um, sexual orientation? What is your gender? Um, In addition to those things, we have, you know, what are, uh, do you have body modifications that might impact the way that people treat you? Do you have facial implants? Do you uh, have piercings or tattoos? Uh, Might people judge you on um, things about your body? You know, do you have alopecia, uh, your body size? Um, We also have, you know, we've been very um, thoughtful about the way that we think about disabilities as mm-hmm. well, right? And there are lots of different types of disabilities, uh, but we realize that when people go out um, into the world, really what we need to understand is the accommodations that they need in certain spaces. So we ask about what accommodations do people use? You know, do you have a service animal? Um, are you a wheelchair user? All of the different things that people um, might need when they go out or need to know that businesses are able to provide for them, right? Is uh, what we have tried to capture. And then once they've shared that, they just go around and rate businesses like they would regularly. We have three scores um, and the words we use are safe, welcome and celebrated. Uh, did you feel safe? Is did you feel emotionally, mentally, physical safety in that space? Welcome. Did you feel uh, that people wanted you to be there? Were you treated with dignity and respect as you went around uh, your business? Uh, celebrated? Is how are you represented in that space? When I walk into a space and I see, you know, uh, they've got models up around or advertising uh, different brands or things within their stores? Do I see people that look like me? If I go into a space to buy black hair care products, are the black hair care products out with the regular hair care products? or Are they behind a pillar or locked Mm -hmm. up behind a glass, a piece of glass, right? So how do I feel like my identity is recognized and celebrated in this space? So that's how we use the data.
0: Thinking about big data, like it, the conversation's usually pretty negative, like all the things that Facebook collects on us and all this information. But you all want to collect information in a way that supports people and makes, a you know, like it doesn't seem like it should be such a big, wide, wild concept because it's already happening to us. But what if that data was used for good? <laughs>
1: And that's been you know a big conversation that we've had like how do we make sure that we are always using the data in a way that is beneficial how do we we not sell out (laughs) and make sure that uh when we use this data that we are doing it in a way that is safe for for people so the the inclusive guide is for everyone and that's a point that I want to make sure it gets through because oftentimes people who have dominant identities, right. Say, Oh, is this only for people who are marginalized? No, it, it is for everyone. Right. But we understand that we are, are asking people who have been discriminated against people who are marginalized to entrust us, you know, with their data, people who are, um, at the most risk in a lot of places to trust us with their data. And we take that really seriously. And we, you know, tell people we will not be selling your data individually, right? This is about how do we mark trends and and see
0: what's happening as a whole. Sure. And tech is like talked about as this great disruptor of things. And you two are genuinely pushing forth this disruptive idea, you know, talking about tearing, sort of tearing down these systems. And you've had these, you've faced all these challenges related to that. Has that changed the way you think about, like, technology and disruption or that, that narrative? Yeah, you know, um it's interesting being
1: a black woman in tech, right? A tech founder. Only 1% of tech founders are black and a very small part of that percentage is is women. And you know, we have been we feel like data and technology uh, can really be the, like an equalizer, can really give us what we need to change systems. That is our, our goal. But in order to get there, you know, working within the system has, has been uh, difficult because we are not often, um, or always, I would say we're not always taken. Uh, seriously, I think at the the same level, our experience is very much different than some of our our white male counterparts. We talk to them, and they tell us about how you know, oh, I got my idea funded off of writing something on the back of a napkin at dinner and got $5 million uh, to do what I'm doing now. And that has not been our story. And so the kind of ease fairy tale that sometimes happens with, with companies has not been um, what we've been able to make happen, but we keep pushing at it because we know that this is so needed and that it has to happen and that it would have great benefit.
0: Parker, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. It has really been a pleasure. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. The Supreme Court will take on the Denver based case of a local graphic designer who is refusing to create wedding websites for LGBTQ couples. Denver 7 reports that web designer Lori Smith says her Christian beliefs would prohibit her from providing her services to LGBTQ couples and that she'd like to post said beliefs on her website as well. This also happens to go against Colorado's anti discrimination law. Come on, Lori. And yes, I'm having masterpiece cake shop deja vu. It's not just you. Okay, also, in the year of our Lord, 2022, Arapahoe County has officially changed its election website domain name from arapahovotes.com to arapahovotes.gov. The Denver Post reports that this change is an effort to signal government legitimacy in a time when misinformation about voting is rampant. Maybe next they'll finally stop using ArapahoVotes1861 at Hotmail.com as their legit email address. I'm kidding. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I decided to take a chewable vitamin just right now. I don't know why I needed to take my gummy vitamin right this minute. Hold on.